0: Creation of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question that I would like to ask is this. How important are friends to you? How important are friends to you? If I go by the general rule of thumb, I would say that young people definitely will consider, yes, friends are very important. But I must also say that even for married couples and for elderly folk, having friends is also very, very important. Well, I may tell you at the outside, at the outset already, rather, that the Bible has much to say about friends and friendship. Much to say about it. Friendship can bring joy to a person, it can in fact become the test of faith for you and for me, as I hope to show this to you on the basis of what we have read. Dear people, friendship is a very biblical relationship. As you know, David and Jonathan were friends, Naomi and Ruth were friends, It was more than just a mother-in-law to daughter-in-law relationship. It was pure friendship between Naomi and Ruth. Jesus, he also had his followers, his disciples. We know that. But he also, amongst his disciples, he had those whom he considered his friends, his personal friends. John, for instance, was one of them a friend of Jesus. And so was that little family in the village of Bethany. You know who they are, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were the special friends of Jesus. Even God himself, speaking now in human terms, had his personal friends. Enoch was one of them. We know that. And so was Noah, We're told that they walked with God. And what is meant then is that they walked in a friendship walk with God. Abram, too, we know in the Bible to have had that special label as the friend of God. You can read of that in James 2, verse 23. So we may conclude, therefore, that friendship is a very precious thing. And it is wonderful to have natural friends. But here is the issue that must come to its conclusion this morning. And that is, there it is even more precious to have a spiritual friend. And I hope to show who that is. Someone once said, he who would be happy here must have friends. And he would be happy hereafter must, above all things, have a friend with capital letters, friend with capital letters, in the world to come. And so, I hope to say more of this to you as well. Now, one of the marks of grace, dear people, is the ability to sustain a true friend relationship, both a natural and a spiritual friend relationship. And the Bible, in fact, gives us some very good instructions on such friendship relationships. And so Proverbs 18, verse 24 teaches us about God's call to friendship in the first place. The key of friendship. Secondly, the proof of friendship. And then thirdly, the best of friendship. So let's let's read our text again. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Well, first something about the translation of this particular text. Some Bible versions translate this first part of our text in an entirely different way, based upon a different manuscript. And they translate it this way a man of many companions may come to ruin. You have that, for instance, the NIV. Now, I must say, thinking about it in more detail, that there is some truth to this, that a man of many companions may come to ruin. Think only of the prodigal son, who gets his riches very quickly, ran away from home and to a far country, Collected a bunch of companions around himself. But they all proved to be false friends. When the money ran out. And when the fun was done with. So did his friends. But not before they led him to ruin. And so the Bible also teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts. Good habits, evil company corrupts good habits. And so, as I want to address also the younger members in the congregation, be careful in your choice of friends. It may not always be easy to find a good friend. And some of you might feel rather lonely because you do not have a good friend at all. But don't become desperate about this, about getting one. Don't try to buy friends with your money because such friends are not worth having. They don't show themselves to be true. They will lead you to ruin, just as the prodigal son discovered that to his sad experience. A famous preacher some 150 years ago gave some sound advice to young men and women about getting friends. and Let me pass that advice on to you as well because it's still sound advice for us today. One, and of course it's an older language, but I'll ex- explain it to you. One, friendship will last, Which will last does not make its rise in the chambers of mirth. In other words, don't go looking for a friend in a bar, in a theater, or on a dance floor. Number two, a friend who is acquired by folly is never a lasting friend. In other words, don't expect to make lasting friends through acts of foolishness. Number three, friendship of ignorance is not a very desirable one. In other words, if you don't know anything about the person, how could you ever call it friendship? Number four, a purchased friend will never last long. In other words, as I indicated already before, Don't buy friends with money or with favors because they will not last. Number five, anyone who might draw you away from the love of Christ should not be considered for friendship. Now, that does not require any explanation, I hope. If there is someone who draws you away from the love of Christ, depart from such a person. You cannot consider him or her as a friend. But now our text, as we have it in our Bible version, it too gives us some very practical advice on friendship. And again, the words of our text, a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Dear people, here we have the key to biblical friendship And it is at the same time a mark of grace that you know something about the love of Christ. What does our text teach us? Well, it is this. If you want a friend, you must be willing to show yourself friendly. And then not merely just by words, but also in deeds as well. You must be willing to be positive to sustain such a friendship through difficult times and good times. You must be willing to show genuine interest and concern, especially in the other person. You must be willing and ready to love in a proper manner. Someone might complain and say, well, you know, I don't have any friends Now, this might be a legitimate complaint. Perhaps you live in an unfriendly environment or an unfriendly community, and that can make life very lonely. Perhaps perhaps you have the character of being very shy and have grown up with a sad inferiority complex. Perhaps you've had some bad experiences in the past, reaching out for friendship and have been rejected i've been ill treated by those who did call themselves the, your friend but deceived you perhaps perhaps you have the legitimate reason to complain that you have no one to be a friend with and you feel like lamenting with the poet of psalm 688 friend and lover Our departed, dark and lonely, is my way. Psalms sing of that. And that's sad when that is the case. Because there should be no reason for that at all. That should not be the case, especially not in a church community. If there are those who are lonely and without friends in a church community, without their fault... It is a shame, and it is an accusation to such a church community. And if there are any amongst us, dear people, in such a condition of being without friends, that is, friendless, I urge you, keep listening to the gospel that is to be proclaimed this hour, because I hope and pray that I have an answer for you. But now, you might also be friendless because of your own fault. Our text says to you that in order for you to have friends, you must show yourself friendly. Now, that is not me saying this merely, but this is the very word of God telling us you must show yourself friendly. Friendly. That's the word of God. Perhaps you have no friends because you are not showing yourself friendly. I know that, that friendship cannot be forced. It takes work. It takes work. Just like any other relationship, especially in marriage, it takes work. It takes willingness. It takes patience. It takes the interest in other people's concerns rather than your own. And at bottom, it takes the love of Christ and the spiritual union with him so that we may build a true friendship through Christ. Or is it perhaps the case when you complain you have no friends because the love of Christ is not really in you? Now that is something to consider, isn't it? Are you friendless perhaps because you have not thought it important enough or necessary to consider what we're told in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you, what? Both to will, and to do according to his pleasure, his good pleasure. Therefore, have you, because you are, have no friends, have you perhaps resisted the work of God in you? Have you perhaps at one time or another grieved the Holy Spirit by not seeking to work out what God has worked in you? You see, God has given you what is necessary to work out by what he has worked in you through his word and Holy Spirit. But now, have you ever prayed? Prayed God earnestly and seriously to give you that kind of strength, that sort of ability to work out what he has worked in you. Prayer is necessary for that. If you are asked the Lord, Lord, make it possible for me to work out my own salvation for others and for you to see. Make it possible for me to live as a Christian should live. Make it possible for me to become a friendly person. Now, there are people, as you have listened so far, you may think that it is rather a trivial thing to speak about friendliness. But it's not such a trivial thing with the Word of God. Because if it was, the Word of God wouldn't have spoken about it in His Word so often. Friendliness is a Christian mark of grace. And friendliness is the key to friendship. And so, the question again can be asked, have you seen the need for friendliness in your life? Are you a person with friends? Good, reliable, Christ-like friends. Or let me put the question this way. Are you capable of being a friend friend to another person, a good, reliable Christian friend. Well, yes, you say, I I have my friends, but what kind of friends are they? And what kind of friendliness do you practice? Well, now, this takes me to consider in the second place the proof of biblical friendship. What does it mean to be a true friend To someone. Well, let me give you a short statement of proof, and it can be backed up by Scripture. Friendship, to be real, must not consist only in words, but in deeds. You see, it is relatively easy to talk friendly. It is one thing to say to someone, Hey man, I'm your friend. But it's another thing yet to show yourself a friend. And our Bible text does not speak about talking friendly, but about showing yourself friendly. Now, as you know, there's a world of difference between talking and showing. Friendliness, you see, it does not consist merely of words but it consists of deeds, of actions. The same with love, doesn't it? We know that. We read, for instance, in Proverbs 17 and verse 17, it tells us a friend loves at all times. Now, that's not a performance of talk, but that's a performance of deeds, of loving deeds the lord jesus tells us in john 15 verse 13 greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends that's a loving deed you see if there ever was a loving deed jesus laid down his life for his friends are you able to give proof of your friendship Not merely by words, but by your love, by your deeds, your actions of love. Now, to be among friends, to share your happy moments of life, there's nothing wrong with that at all. When times are difficult, it is then, you see, that the love of a friend becomes meaningful. And are you that kind of a friend... Are your friend able to love at all times, at happy times, but also at difficult times? Do you love even when when, when you feel you must disagree with your friend at a certain point? Does the love for your friend show up in your faithfulness to him or to her? Do you love your friend even when others have forsaken such a person. I'm sure that all of us have read John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress at one time or another. And we know that Christian, who is the main character in this book, that Christian went through some awful, lonely times as he broke with the pleasures of this world. But God blessed Christian this this main character in that book Christian with a companion who gave him comfort along the way and who also sharpened him as well with godly conversation and with godly corrections this friend of Christian had the name of faithful faithful and this friend's most remarkable character was that he was faithful in the midst of all the difficulties that Christian had to go through. Now, that is true of, or, or proof of true friendship. Faithful in the midst of any and all difficulties. Are you willing and ready to be faithful to your friends even through all the difficulties they are experiencing? Another proof of true friendship is the willingness and the ability to share your intimate thoughts, especially your intimate spiritual thoughts, with your friends. Do you have someone that you can relate to spiritually? Perhaps it is your wife or husband, and that's great. That's great if that's possible that you can speak to one another on a spiritual level in order to build each other up in the faith? Can you lend yourself to relate to someone spiritually? Are you open to this, dear people? You know, every true Christian needs a good, intimate, spiritual conversation once a while. Every one of us who knows something of the love of Christ, needs such a conversation, a spiritual conversation. Now, dear people, this is also what friends are for. And again, do you have such friends? Are you able to be such a friend to someone? Now, I could name other proofs of friendship, but let me give you one more proof, which is the key to it all and that is self-sacrifice. Are you able to be a faithful friend, to meet the needs of your friend, even when it will cost you something? Are you willing to remain faithful to your friend, even when the world begins to mock you for it, when the world begins to beat you up for it, or therefore even threaten you with death, as what is happening amongst those who are being persecuted? Will you stick as a friend by such a person? Well, you say, that's that's asking quite a bit in sustaining a friendship, isn't it? Yes, that's true. And you won't be able to sustain such a friendship on your own. Not even Bible-believing, church-going persons can sustain such a friendship on their own. Why not? Well, and here we come to the point of the message, why not? Because you and I, we need the Lord Jesus Christ for that. And that we need the strength that he alone can supply so that we can be friends. And he, Jesus Christ himself, gives us the example on how we are to be friends. He said it, John 15, verse 5, we read it. For without me, Christ says, without me, you can do Nothing. Now this takes me right up to my last and most important point. The best of friendships. Now our text leads us in the way by presenting us with a riddle. And we know what a riddle is. You have to think about the answer. Here's the riddle and it's given to us. In Proverbs 18, verse 24. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. No, no, what's the answer? What's the answer to that? Who is this friend that sticks closer than a brother? I trust each one of us know the answer. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is one who sticks closer than a brother. He is the best possible friend we can have, and he can provide the best possible friendships that we need. Now, perhaps you do live in a a very lonely and friendless life through no obvious faults of yours at all. May I then recommend to you the friendship of the Lord Jesus? Perhaps you have found ultimately that human friends disappoint. They disappoint in their love. They disappoint in their faithfulness. They disappoint in their intimacy. They disappoint in their self-sacrifice. But you do not need to fear any of those disappointments with the Lord Jesus Christ as your friend. You will find that in him, he is a powerful and a good friend. Come on in, brother, and, and sit down. And dear brother, I'm addressing the congregation on the basis of um, Proverbs 18, verse 24, which tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ is like a friend who is like a brother who's, who, who sticks closer than a brother. And so I'm in my third point, and I'm trying to explain to the congregation how a friend the Lord Jesus Christ is. Now, as I indicated already, the Lord Jesus Christ is the best possible friend that we can have. He's the best friend and he can provide us with the best kind of friendship. And perhaps you do live in a rather lonely and friendless life through no obvious faults of your own. Well, then let me recommend to you the friendship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps you've also found that that human friends ultimately disappoint you. They disappoint you in your love, in their love. They disappoint you in their faithfulness. They disappoint you in their intimacy. They disappoint you in their self-sacrifice. But I can tell you that of the Lord Jesus Christ, he will never disappoint you. He, as a friend, is the best friend that you could possibly have. And he sticks to you closer than a brother, as our Bible text tells us so clearly. Now, you might ask at this point, is this allowed? Is it allowed for me to consider Jesus as my friend? And The answer is yes. And this is, of course, what the Lord Jesus is talking about in John chapter 15 and verse 15. When he says as follows, and I quote, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Now, How does the Lord Jesus Christ become your and my friend? I think the answer is obvious, isn't it? How does he become your and my friend? When we go to the Lord Jesus, being attracted by him as he hung on the cross, when he said, And I, if I'm lifted up, will draw all men to him. When we are drawn to the Lord Jesus Christ, and when we learn to repent of our sin and bow before him and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. When we turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and look to him and find faith in him, strengthen in the faith through who he is. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, you see, when he becomes your and my saviour. That is how he can become your and my friend. You see, when in concern for your sin, you learn to acquire a need for the Lord Jesus Christ. And a desire is stirred up in you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation from your sin. He will then grant you also the forgiveness at the same time of your sin. And so the question again can be asked, dear people, have you acquired a need for the Lord Jesus Christ? Has the concern for your sin already brought you to repent of it and seek salvation with the Lord Jesus Christ? Has that already occurred with you? Have you already bowed for the Lord Jesus Christ and with a believing heart entrusted your whole self to him, to the Lord Jesus Christ? Because here in our text passage, we are told that Jesus shows himself to be the best of friends. Now, perhaps you have felt rather ashamed of how your life has been in the past. It's been a rather checkered life, sin, questionable behavior. And you know, Jesus has the reputation, while still walking in the land of Israel, to be a friend of what? To be a friend of publicans and sinners. You can read of this in Matthew 11, verse 19. And this, you see, this is precisely what the religious leaders wanted to slander the Lord Jesus Christ with. But the Lord Jesus turned the slander right upside down and it became his boast even. Yes, so he said, yes, I am a friend of publicans and sinners. Well, that should encourage each and every one of us if we know something of who we are by nature, sinners. Jesus wants to be a friend of publicans and sinners. And this should therefore encourage each and every one of us, whoever you might be, that you seek friendship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you will also hear him say, as you can read in John 14, 15, verse 14, you are my friends. How so? If you do whatever I command you. If you do, whatever I command you. This means then also that if we consider Jesus to be our friend and we a friend of Jesus, that we would want to obey him. That we want to obey him when he tells us that we are to love God and that we are to love our neighbor. It means also then that we are to be faithful to him and that we are to depend upon him with all of our needs. You see again, Jesus is the best friend, dear people, and that even for the worst of sinners. Charles Bridges, a well known common commentary in Proverbs, writes the following, and I quote Jesus is a friend to them that have no other friends, to those who have been his bitterest enemies. Now we know from the gospel that Jesus gave his life, didn't he? He gave his life for the salvation the likes of you and me. For the salvation of those who would indeed become his friends. Who were once his enemies. Who once perhaps mocked him. Who were once those who stood amongst the Jews at the time and called out, Crucify him. If you repent of that, Jesus says, You are my friend. You see, it is because of his love for sinners that Jesus suffered such humiliation on the cross, that he suffered such humiliation that the world could possibly heap upon him, but at the same time, he suffered in order to provide a way for sinners like you and me to be found and for friendless people to have a friend like the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear people, the Lord Jesus Christ is the best of friends and he will provide you with the best friendship possible. Where you lack in friendship, he is perfect at it. And he will show you then as well how to become a better friend to others. Because once you have the Lord Jesus Christ as your friend, not only as your Savior, but also as your friend, you will no longer have the excuse of not being able to be friendly to others. Once you have the Lord Jesus Christ as your friend, friendliness will begin to grow on you like fruit on the branches in the vine. God's word, our text, says that we must show ourselves friendly. Now, that is where you and I might lack. And if so, let us admit to that honestly before the throne of God. Let us admit to it. But let it also become the greatest reason To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we can be thankful to God for this friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Teacher, our example. And so the question can be asked again. Have you found him to be your friend already, dear people? Have you found him to be your friend? Do you know him already as your personal friend? You know, in the 1800s, there was a godly man whose name was Joseph Scriven. Now, he didn't get very old. He died when he was only 46 years old. But he wrote a hymn shortly before his death, to express what he experienced of Jesus as a friend. Now let me recite it to you. You probably know it already. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy-laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou shalt find a solace there. The best of biblical friendships, dear people, is to be found with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so again, dear people, young and old, this is not a Facebook or a Twitter asking you, but the Bible itself. Do you want to be friends with Jesus? How will you respond is Jesus your best friend? Well, let me put a prayer in your heart and on your lips. And it's something like this. Dear Jesus, be my friend through your sacrificial love and by your compassionate kindness. Dear Jesus, be my friend through your sacrificial love and by your compassionate kindness.